Hi there, Monica White, licensed mental health counselor here. Welcome to Boost Your EQ. This is the podcast where I teach the most important psychology skills you can learn to build abundant, thriving relationships with yourself and the people around you. Welcome to episode 26, 10 Steps to Build Your Emotional Health. This is a very coachy episode. The action step here is to go to my Instagram at wellbe2go and scroll down to the bottom. Near the beginning is a topic and it's titled 10 Steps Build Your Emotional Health. So go to my Instagram, find that 10 Steps Build Your Emotional Health, click to the right and you're going to see 10 Steps Build Your Emotional Health. It's the 10 steps, it's a checklist, right? So find that checklist and we're going to go through each topic one by one and the action step here is to write down yes or no did you do this step in 2019 so it's the end of december end of 2019 we're right here going into the new year so i want you to take an inventory of did you or did you not practice this step to build your emotional health so it's going to be sort of a wrap up and an action plan and action step I'm interested to see where this episode goes, so let's just get started. Okay, I'm really excited. Let's go through the checklist, one through 10. The goal here is that for one through 10, you're gonna write yes or no. Basically, overall, yes or no. Overall, yes or no, in 2019, did you accomplish this step? Okay, so number one, in 2019, the year that we just completed, did you practice self-care? My answer is yes, I definitely practice self-care. Self-care is something that I've done a few episodes on. It's something that I definitely practice regularly and I know that it's super important. So in 2019, did you practice self-care overall? Yes or no? Okay, in 2019, Did you choose to find opportunities for personal understanding and growth in all experiences? Hmm, okay, this one is, um, this one's a tricky one. So don't get hung up on the in all experiences bit. Okay, so that's a lot, you know. Did did I choose to find opportunities for personal understanding and growth in all experiences? I'm going to say yes, all experiences, I'm definitely going to say yes, actually. Overall, I did choose to find opportunity for understanding and growth in all my challenges, obstacles, and experiences. So for you, on number two, did you choose to find opportunities for understanding and growth in all your experiences? And again, don't get hung up on the all. It doesn't have to be all experiences, but overall, did you choose to look for growth in your experiences? during 2019. Okay, number three. During 2019, did you practice forgiveness towards yourself? So did you practice self-forgiveness, self-compassion, self-nurturing, and um, self-love towards you? Oof, okay, so this one is a complex question. I'm going to say yes, I was forgiving towards myself. I know that self-forgiveness and forgiving others is part of being a healthy, realistic friend. So I say this often, we have to be our own best friend. 
if we're our own best friend, we are going to have compassion towards ourselves. So self-nurturing, self-compassion, self-love, that is part of being forgiving towards yourself. So in 2019, I'm going to say, yes, I did practice self-compassion, compassion towards myself. And the question for you is, is in 2019, did you practice compassion towards yourself? That's self-nurturing, that's self-love, that is um, self-forgiveness, right? So were you flexible and resilient in being compassionate and loving towards yourself? So hopefully number three in 2019 that you had self-compassion and were forgiving towards yourself, and I was too, so hopefully we both can check yes to this one. If not, if this one's a little mm, complex, then you can check out the episode on self-nurturing, and that will definitely help you check yes on number three. Okay, so number four is take responsibility for defining your values and standards. Did you take responsibility for defining your own unique personal values and standards? I'm going to say yes. I definitely did that in 2019 and I did that in 2018. So when I built Wellbe to go, the first thing I did was establish a mission statement, core values, core beliefs, and a mission statement. So the purpose for the company to exist. I feel that that's was really important and really crucial to Wellbe to go's success. So the mission statement, the values, the standards, that informed every decision. It helped me prioritize and focus on the big task at hand. And so I successfully completed that in 2018. A few years ago, I learned how to do ACT therapy. So that's acceptance and commitment therapy. And so I definitely defined my own values for myself. And, you know, values can change as you change and grow. And, and all values are good and they're unique to each person. So you can't really go wrong with values. There's a, I have a whole PDF on that in my, on my Instagram at wellbe to go So you can look at the PDF for ACT Therapy Values. So in 2019, did you take responsibility for defining your values and standards? I'm going to say yes, and hopefully you do too. Okay. Step number five. Number five, acknowledge your accomplishments. Oh, these are hard. Okay. <laughs> um, so did I acknowledge my accomplishments? Am I acknowledging my accomplishments right now in at the end of 2019? Actually, yikes. I'm going to say no. So in 2019, I just worked, worked, worked. I kept building, building, building. I had gratitude. I was definitely resilient. I practiced self-nurturing and self-care and a proactive, you know, goal-oriented, positive mindset. However, I actually never took the time to acknowledge my accomplishments. Hmm. So this one's tough. I'm going to say I didn't do that. Wow. Okay. So for you, in 2019, did you acknowledge your accomplishments? Yikes. So high-functioning people, most likely we don't take the time to slow down and look at our accomplishments. This one actually, maybe you should journal it out, and maybe I should too. So number five, I'll have to go back and journal out 2019 and acknowledge my accomplishments because I didn't do that. So if you haven't done it either, 
then journal it out. I want you to write on a piece of paper or a timeline of 2019 all the things you accomplished. And this is huge. So actually I've heard some of my clients say this, um, that they accomplished so much. And, um, you know, maybe we haven't taken the time to really take an in-depth look and inventory of everything we accomplished. So let's do that. Let's journal it out. Let's do a timeline of everything that you accomplished in 2019. Okay, hopefully by the time you finish that, you will be like, oh, wow, oh my gosh, I accomplished so much. <laughs> and undoubtedly, if you accomplish a lot in a year, that's setting the bar. You can do that again in 2020. Okay, so that's step number five. Did we acknowledge our accomplishments? I, I checked off no. And if you checked off no also, then let's acknowledge our accomplishments. Number six, did you take the time to develop one or two close relationships in which you can be honest about your thoughts and feelings? Ooh, okay. In 2019, yes, I did take the time to develop one or two close relationships in which I could be honest about my thoughts and feelings. Um, with any close relationship, you want to be able to be yourself. When you're struggling, when you're going through tough times, you want to be able to trust that you can vent and process, clarify and organize with that person. And they're going to help you regulate your emotions and get in touch and stay connected with yourself. So yeah, I definitely did take the time to develop one or two close relationships. And yeah, that really made my year. So the question you ask yourself in 2019, did you take the time to develop one or two close relationships in which you could be honest about your thoughts and feelings with, you know, trusting that person and knowing that you can really be your authentic, genuine self. And that creates trust, safety. So you definitely wanted to have that in 2019. Okay, I'm not even gonna edit out that ding. That's my dad who just texted me and, aw, okay, I love my dad. He's really amazing. Now I'm gonna turn off the dings on my phone though. Okay, let's move on to number seven. In 2019, did you talk positively towards yourself? Okay, obviously, yes. Yes for me, I did talk positively to myself. <laughs> Okay, this topic cracks me up because I've had so many episodes on reframing, rethinking, self-affirmation, self-esteem, self-nurturing. So definitely, I definitely talk positively to myself. I've trained my brain for the last eight years to pay attention to critical, negative, self-sabotage thinking. So at this point, yes, definitely I talk positively to myself and I know when I'm being negative. Uh, negativity, anxiety, overwhelm, those are thought loops. As you know, if you've listened to my past few episodes, you'll know that we have to train and reframe our thinking to not get into those thought loops. So, you know, it's better to get into a positive thought loop. Really, if you haven't been in positive thought loop, try it. It's actually kind of fun. Uh, it's definitely a skill and it's, uh, it's something you have to learn. So I've said before, people, we tend to be more negative. You know, it's probably like a survival thing. And so it's easier. We actually have more negative emotions. So it's easier to be negative 
Probably the reason is back in the day, it helped us survive, right? However, if you want to thrive as a business owner, if you want to develop that positive money mindset, positive business and values, purpose oriented, like contributing mindset to the world, um, you definitely want to train your brain to talk positively. A lot of people say it feels fake. And I'm like, yep, it does feel fake because naturally most people are kind of negative. Um, so it's going to feel fake. And as they say, as Amy Cuddy says in her TED Talks, you got to fake it till you make it. And once you are able to talk positively to yourself on a regular basis, your body is going to feel better. You're going to be more resilient. You can solve problems and you just enjoy your experiences better. And, you know, at base level, people enjoy positive people way more. No one likes people to be negative and limit them. So definitely you want, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, you want to cultivate that talking positively to yourself mindset. So ask yourself, in 2019, were you able to overall talk positively to yourself? And when you became negative, were you able to at least become self-aware and identify that? So I'm going to say yes. Overall, I did talk positively to myself, to my friend, my best self. Um, again, we want to become our own best friends. So yeah, I did that. And so the question for you is, in 2019, overall, did you do that for yourself? Okay, so hopefully we both checked off. Yes. Okay, I knew this episode was going to be exciting and fun, but my body is like physically getting like enthusiastic. It's like, yeah, this is fun. <laughs> so I don't know if you've ever seen the video on YouTube of that little girl that's like, I'm a shark. I love my life. I love everything. I love my parents. I love my house. I love my hair. Um, clearly, that little girl is talking positively to herself and it's like getting her all excited. I don't know the exact way to find that YouTube video, but I've seen it several times. So it's basically a little curly haired girl and she's just like talking super positively to herself that she's getting herself so excited. So this episode is doing the same thing for me. I'm getting like super excited about it. Number eight is, did you in 2019 give yourself space to remove yourself from damaging situations? Hmm. Okay, okay. Um, without getting too personal, I'm going to say overall, yes, I was able to give myself space to remove myself from unhealthy, damaging, sort of stressful situations. I know this is not always possible. For example, at work, we become really stressed out and I've talked about burnout and fatigue and caregiver fatigue. So, you know, it's not always possible to remove yourself from damaging situations. It's tough if you experience caregiver fatigue or work burnout. People are difficult, so it's hard to always handle every situation. However, I'm going to say overall that I did give myself space. So whenever I found myself getting overwhelmed and burnt out, I definitely created a self-care day. I created um, some self-nurturing. So overall, yes, I did give myself space to remove myself from difficult situations. And so the question for you is, in 2019, overall, were you able to give yourself space to remove yourself from difficult, you know, stressful situations. So I hope that you 
become aware that there are choices and we have a lot of ways to solve problems and to create that space so that we are not over stressing ourselves. So number eight, that's, you know, that's a big topic. I've talked about boundaries and assertiveness and career burnout and, you know, a lot of people have caretaker fatigue. So overall, though, hopefully we were able to give ourselves space to create self-care, self-nurturing routines and to sort of decrease suffering and increase our body's ability to heal itself. Hopefully eight is overall, yes, in 2019, we were able to create that healing space. Okay, number nine, in 2019, were you able to accept that life is about choices and that it's gonna bring change and transition to which we're going to be able to adjust? Okay, so in 2019, I definitely accepted, I embraced the fact that life has many different levels. As Gabrielle Bernstein said, there are many different levels in life and it's going to require us to rise up to each different level. So in 2019, I definitely accepted that life is about choices, decision making, solving problems, mindset, and that it's always going to bring about new change and that I'm always going to require adjustment. Again, if you have ever followed Gabrielle Bernstein, I don't follow her too much. I'm actually a Marie Forleo fan. However, Gabrielle has this wonderful quote that says, every next level of your life will demand a different version of you. I find that super profound and, um, you know, on a spiritual level, it just makes perfect sense. On a counseling psychology level, it makes a lot of sense as well. In counseling, we have something called Erickson's Lifespan and Human Development. Erickson, 80 plus, 100 years ago, he created the Lifespan and Human Development timeline. And basically, at every different level of your life, there's a different psychological thing you have to successfully resolve. So I just Googled Erickson's stages of development, and a lot of different graphs here pull up. And so I clicked on one of them, and it says Erickson's stage theory in its final version. I love this. This was a whole class in graduate school. It's one of my favorite subjects. Erickson was a psychologist, and in his lifespan human development stages, it goes through from baby to early childhood to play age to school age to adolescence to early adulthood to adulthood to old age, right? So these are different levels of life. He basically said when you're a baby, zero to one year old, that the virtue you learn is hope. When you're in early childhood, one to three years, you learn will. By the time you are three to six years old, you learn purpose. By the time you're school age, six to 12, you learn competence. By the time you're an adolescence, you learn identity development, like fidelity, like an ability to merge who you are and um, your personal identity, right? So by the time you are in early adulthood, 20 to 25 years, you learn intimacy. So you learn love and you learn to have an ability to deal with the complexity of relationships, this is where young adults get hung up. So most people I see have issues in intimacy. And if it doesn't get resolved, then of course we develop intimacy relationships later on. So early adulthood is a huge area. And um, this is where you definitely want to get some counseling therapy to help you 
be able to have intimate, trusting, safe relationships, right? Okay, so moving on into adulthood, 25 to 65. So basically, as an adult, you have 30 years of learning care. That's your generativity phase. That's care through your family, care through your work, care through your community. If you successfully resolve this stage of life, you're going to learn how to care for others, you're going to learn empathy, and you're going to learn how to connect and contribute. By old age, you want to have learned integrity, and that is wisdom. It gives you sort of this identity and sense of integrity that's strong enough to withstand old age, right? So this is so interesting. If you find this topic fascinating, Google Erickson's stage theory, um, lifespan and human development. You can just Google that and you're going to get a ton of different images and graphs. Love this subject. It gets me really excited. However, let's move on. Number 10, in 2019, did you develop your long range goals? Did you prioritize working on your goals one day at a time? So this is a complicated topic as well. It can be broken down. So as you know, I'm in a coaching group. So in 2020, our coach already had us develop our long range goals. So I have my 2020 goals for my Boost Your EQ coaching program. And in 2018, I created long range goals for WellBe2Go. That's my online teletherapy practice, my private practice. So definitely every year I always develop long range goals. So it's a great skill to get into the habit of creating your own long term goals. I help all my clients develop timelines. Creating timelines, it's like a whole big topic. However, the way you can look at it is if you have not created a timeline of your life, so age 30, 40, 50, 60, 70, 80, you want to create a timeline. So you just write out a big line with an arrow moving forward and you write out the major life goals that you really need to accomplish in your life. So I've done this since I was 30. And so at age 60, 70, 80, I knew sort of the lifestyle that I want to be living. So then I broke it up into medium term goals. Medium term goals are things like buying a house, having a family, career, education, jobs, hobbies, those sort of things, right? So medium term, term goals. And then I broke them up into short term goals. So every year, what are the things that I need to accomplish during that year to get closer to my big goals? So for the past few years, I created one major goal a year that I wanted to accomplish. A few years ago, it was build a house. The year after that, it was build a business. The year after that, it was actually learn golf. And then this year, it's build a coaching practice, right? So every year, I try to accomplish my medium-term goals. Before that, it was finish graduate school, move to a new city, move to a different state, start a tennis group. So you see that there are a lot of different types of medium-term goals, and any combination that works for you is fine. So start exploring your medium-term goals and write them down on a timeline. It's really interesting the amount of people that I hear that have never done timelines. Plenty of people are like, I never do that for myself. And so I challenge you, take a big piece of drawing paper, draw out a timeline of your life. You know, what are the big things that you need to have? If it's have a beach house, if it's have a baby, if it's, 
you know, train a dog, whatever it is, it doesn't matter. What matters is that you start writing them out. So once you do your lifetime goals, then you want to come down to 2020. We're doing the checklist for 2019 in this episode, but you definitely want to do your 2020 checklist and goals. Again, I did mine in my coaching practice. We've already completed them as a group together and we are announcing our goals in our group. And so I've done my 2020 goals. I've developed my 2020 goals for my personal, my financial, business goals, career goals. So I've developed my 2020 goals in all those different timelines and areas of my life. So if you haven't done this, make sure that you start working on your 2020 goals. It doesn't have to be complicated. A lot of people get overwhelmed with this. I don't get overwhelmed with this because this is a skill that I've been learning for the last 10 years. And so setting goals, accomplishing them, it's a skill. And you definitely want to start now. And it's going to make a huge difference in your financial, in your business success, and in your life success. And you can even make one for your health. So it will make a difference in your health and well-being as well. Okay, so that's it. That's the end of this episode, number 25, 10 Steps to Build Your Emotional Health. So in this episode, it was a little bit different than my usual episodes because we did it together, right? So we went through the 10 steps and decided in 2019, did we do these 10 steps? So let's review really quickly. So step number one, in 2019, did you practice self-care? I said yes, hopefully you did too. In 2019, did you choose to find opportunities for growth in all your experiences overall? Yes or no, I said yes, hopefully you did too. Number three, were we forgiving towards ourselves? I'm gonna say yes, hopefully you did too. Number four, did we define our values and standards for our businesses, for our personal life? I'm gonna say yes, and you know, let's see what you checked off. And number five, did we acknowledge our accomplishments? This is where I didn't do that. And so that's where I kind of got stuck. Number six, did you take the time to develop your close relationships? I said yes. Number seven, did you talk positively to yourself? I definitely said yes, and hopefully you did too, especially if you listen to my podcast um, in previous episodes. Number eight, did we remove ourselves from stressful situations or at least give ourselves the space and do self-nurturing, self-care? I said yes, hopefully you did too. Number nine, in 2019, did we learn how to bring change, um, look at our choices, become more decisive, create action plans and strategies, and did we adjust to them? I definitely said yes, hopefully you did too. And the last one, in 2019, did you develop long-range goals and did you prioritize working on them? Again, I went through number 10, it's a big thing. So, you know, if you haven't done it, then do your 2020 goals. Also look back on your 2019 accomplishments. And yeah, let's start today. We can start every new year of our life. As my dad always said, every day is the first day of the rest of your life. So you want to stay positive and optimistic and build in these habits. So I wish you all a great 2020. Happy New Year. Thanks for being here and I will see you in 2020. Take care, friends.